Hi, my name is Jerry Kempney. I'm a pharmacist, and in this podcast, I talk about medicines and other healthcare topics. All content is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical or professional advice. Episode number 87 NHS England, the Foundation Trainee Pharmacist Assessment Strategy, version 2023. The Foundation Trainee Pharmacist Assessment Strategy is designed for all Trainee Pharmacist Foundation training sites in England. It supports trainee pharmacists to develop towards the interim learning outcomes and provide evidence for sign-off by their designated supervisors, the S, using a structured approach. A range of assessment activities and tools uh, mapped to the learning outcomes are provided for trainee, DSs, and educational leads. This ensures a consistent and fair approach across all training sites. The strategy describes 21 assessment activities, which are organized into five themed groups. It is designed so that completion of all the assessment activities provides multiple pieces of evidence against each learning outcome. Therefore, trainees are advised to complete a minimum of one assessment activity of each type. This can be done using the assessment tools. Pharmacist Foundation training offers the opportunity to to apply academic knowledge in a real-life situation. The aim is to develop and demonstrate the skills, knowledge and behaviors needed to practice to the standards expected of a pharmacist and in a way that delivers the best outcomes for patients and members of the public. The assessment activities are arranged into five themed groups. This is to make it easier for trainees and DSs to map evidence uh, to the relevant GPHC learning outcomes. Group A, a clinical and patient-facing activities. They are focused on providing an aspect of healthcare to a specific patient. Some activities are directly patient-facing, e.g. involve a consultation with a patient, and others involve supporting the care of a patient through an interaction with another healthcare professional or at distance, e.g. providing a response to a medicines-related inquiry. Group B, healthcare quality and improvement are related to uh, improving uh, healthcare quality through broader actions such as a quality improvement project, an audit, or supporting the education and training of other members of the healthcare team. As part of these activities, trainees are required to include a focus on public health and health inequalities. Group C, supplying medicines activities relate to the safe and effective supply of medicines These activities are typically more related to technical skills and processes such as dispensing and final accuracy checking, but also ensuring the legality and technical accuracy of prescriptions or other medicine supply processes. It is expected that the training site will have their own local procedure for assessing some components of this, e.g. dispensing accuracy and final accuracy checking So for some activities, the trainee should include evidence of completion of these local assessments rather than needing to produce specific separate evidence. Group D, mandatory and specific training. 
These activities relate to learning outcomes that can be demonstrated through the completion of local training, including mandatory training and first aid training. Group E, personal development and progression. These activities support the planning of learning during foundation training, including the learning needs analysis and the opportunity to provide specific evidence for learning outcomes that may have been more difficult to meet through other activities. There are a total of 21 assessment activities, which are common professional activities that trainee pharmacists should be undertaking as part of their training, regardless of the sector that they are working in. Within each themed group, uh, there are between three and seven individual types of assessment activities which trainee pharmacists are expected to undertake or provide evidence of their learning uh, during their training. They have been chosen to support trainees to gain evidence towards a wide range of learning outcomes. Since most learning outcomes are assessed at the DAS level of Miller's Triangle, the trainee pharmacist must be directly involved in the provision of care services in these activities and not just reviewing a patient um, or service user's care and commenting on or critiquing it theoretically. Where it is suggested that a trainee pharmacist could complete an assessment activity that would normally be conducted by a registered pharmacist or other appropriately registered healthcare professional the DS needs to ensure that there is appropriate supervision, e.g. direct observation, in place uh, so that patient safety and appropriate professional responsibility and accountability for the service provision are maintained. An assessment activity should be documented within an assessment tool, which provides a standard structure for recording the activity. Different assessment tools will be useful for different activities. For some assessment activities, there's only one type of assessment tool that can be used. For others, there may be a choice of assessment tools that could be used. A good portfolio of evidence will include examples of multiple assessment tools. And um, the types of assessment tool available on the portfolio include uh, supervised learning events, SLEs, mini clinical evaluation exercise, uh, Mini-CAX, direct observation of practical skills, DOPS, case-based discussions, CBD, medicines-related consultation framework, MRCF. Contribution to care tools, uh, contribution to care logs, reflective accounts, feedback tools, multi-source feedback, and patient satisfaction questionnaires, and other include uh, miscellaneous evidence, learning needs analysis, and continuing professional development. The DS will be expected to review each assessment tool, provide comments and mark as complete within the ePortfolio, having decided that the learning outcomes claimed by the trainee have been satisfactorily demonstrated by the activity undertaken. Trainee pharmacists are advised to complete a minimum of one assessment activity of each type. It asked for Group A, clinical and patient-facing activities, the trainee pharmacist should complete and record one of each of the seven assessment activities as a minimum. It is intended that one event from practice should relate to a single assessment activity. Therefore, a piece of evidence that is uploaded to the portfolio 
should be identified by a student as representing one of the assessment activities. However, in some cases, an event in practice may contribute to and be uh, recorded within more than one assessment activity. For example, near the end of the, of the training, a trainee pharmacist may demonstrate medicines reconciliation and medicines uh, optimization within a single patient consultation. Where possible, trainee pharmacists are encouraged to use a separate practice scenario for each assessment activity, as this will provide a broader range of evidence within the portfolio. For Group B, it may be that a single larger activity or project will cover the three activities. Activities um, number 8, 9 and 10. This must be agreed between the trainee pharmacist and the S in advance of completion. Some local training plans may already include a larger project that will cover group A, B, group B activities and can be submitted as evidence. To ensure trainees are consistently developing throughout pharmacist foundation training, they are required to develop a portfolio of evidence. This portfolio allows trainees to document assessment activities and experiences uh, that demonstrate skills and behaviors all mapped against the learning outcomes. All evidence documented must be mapped against the GPHC interim learning outcomes. Trainee pharmacists should monitor their progress against them by undertaking learning needs analysis at regular intervals. At the start of pharmacist foundation training, the trainee pharmacist and DS should have an initial meeting to support the completion of a learning needs analysis, LNA, um, reviewing the learning outcomes, generation of identified learning and plan of completion, and a learning agreement. The trainee pharmacist and the DS should meet to check in and review progress regularly. These meetings should be documented and recorded within the trainee pharmacist portfolio. As part of this process, the trainee pharmacist and DS should also plan when the practice-based assessment activities, including supervised learning events, will be completed. At intervals of 13 weeks, the trainee pharmacist and the DS must meet to formally review progress and complete a progress report for submission to the GPHC. It is recommended that the LNA be completed at week 1 and 26. However, the trainee pharmacists and the SMA agree to complete the LNA more frequently. The designated supervisor is responsible for having oversight of the trainees uh, training and for signing off the trainees' competence at the end of the foundation training year. They should be a source of advice and guidance and will work with the practice partners to support the trainee in meeting the learning outcomes in these standards. Training pharmacists must have a DS who, working with everyone involved, is responsible for coordinating their supervision, overseeing their progress, and final sign-off declaration that all learning outcomes have been met. If a trainee will be spending 13 weeks or more in a different training location, they must have an approved DS for this location. The DS must be a pharmacist and meet the GPHC requirements for a designated supervisors. The GPHC require trainee pharmacists to have full formal progress reports during the foundation training year at weeks 13, 26, 39, 52, or equivalent if undertaking part-time training. Trainee pharmacists are not eligible to sit the final registration assessment unless they are deemed to be making satisfactory progress on their learning outcome sign-off at 
39 weeks or equivalent. Assessing a trainee pharmacist's performance against the learning outcomes is essential to determining the final assessment of competence to join the register. Assessment needs to be fair and objective and help the trainee pharmacist to understand how they are performing in line with the requirements of the personal development plan and progress towards learning outcome sign-off. Satisfactorily performing an activity once is unlikely to prove competence. It must be demonstrated consistently in a variety of circumstances uh, to the standard expected of a newly registered pharmacist. As outlined, uh, trainee pharmacists are required to demonstrate most of the learning outcomes at the DAS level of Miller's triangle, which means that they are demonstrating an outcome repeatedly and reliably. Evidencing competency against learning outcomes is a formative process and evidence should show development over time. At the start of training, evidence may demonstrate a trainee is at level three of Miller's triangle shows how as they progress through their training, their assessments and evidence uh, should show progression in increasing complexity, complexity towards the level four. Thus, as appropriate to the relevant learning outcome, a good portfolio of evidence should uh, be clear, concise and relevant to the specific uh, learning outcome. Contain critical uh, reflection. The trainee pharmacist should reflect on what they have learned and what they could do differently next time to improve practice. Uh, demonstrate that competence has been achieved, uh, what the trainee pharmacist did, how they have progressed, and any feedback received from colleagues or patients on their competence. Show the trainee pharmacist in, is an evidence based practitioner. Uh, they can apply academic learning and best practice guidance in a clinical context. Once the learning outcome has been met, the designated supervisor can sign it off. The trainee is expected to continue to demonstrate competence in practice as uh, the DS uh, can reverse the, this, this decision if training performance uh, becomes uns unsatisfactory for a learning outcome they have already achieved. Many of the learning outcomes are composite learning outcomes, that is, they may combine elements of knowledge, demonstration of skills, and sometimes also behaviors. Where a learning outcome includes a behavioral component, a DS may wish to use assessment activities such as uh, multi-source feedback from colleagues and service users to determine whether the trainee pharmacist is demonstrating this. The DS has a professional responsibility to raise genuine concerns during training, training pharmacists must only carry out tasks at which they are competent or are learning under supervision to be competent so that patient safety is not compromised. If there are concerns that a training pharmacist may be fa failing to uh, meet the learning outcomes to, for pharmacist foundation training, an action plan must be put in place. Raising concerns about performance at an early stage of training can help to identify um, areas of uh, practice that can be improved. Concerns should be raised between the trainee pharmacist, the DS, and potentially the employer or superintendent. Um, so that's all about uh, the foundation trainee pharmacist assessment strategy uh, from NHS England. 
version 2023. I hope it's helpful. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll speak to you in the next episode.